0: Thank you, husband. Love it. Hey, church. Love you guys. Well, um, today I just want to share with you a couple of points that I find works when it comes to evangelism and growing up um, and going to work and going to school and, you know, being in a Christian family, I always just thought... I'm not an evangelist. My personality, I'm an introvert. I'm not an evangelist. I'm someone that you know, sees lost people and I, I pray for them, but then I never do anything about it. And I struggled with that for years until um, recently, probably the past four years in my workplace, where my eyes were open to a lost, lost world. And um, as Garth was saying about the whole thing about a victory. Um, I was going through a challenging time in my life of, you know, being unwell. And the whole time, you know, I did have my eyes down. And and it did get to a point where, you know, I was feeling downcast. And, you know, I was feeling like I was abandoned and lost. But every time I opened and saw and and looked up and, and saw the victory, my eyes also came back down and saw people in front of me. My eyes, yes, it was all about, you know, receiving a victory. But... I found that we can't forget to look straight ahead at the people around us, see them at the shops, see them in your workplace, see them at universities, see them in your environments, and see that there is a lost and dying world out there that need us. I feel that um, this season of Jesus that we're talking about, more than ever, is the time for us, like I said, to get our eyes off ourselves to look up and to look out and see a lost and dying world. Our time, you can see on the news. Flick on the, you know, the five, six o'clock news every day and see that the the world is is needing a saviour more than ever. Are you ready for a challenge this morning? I love it. So if you have a phone, if you have something to write down, I'm going to give you the five L's to introducing people to Jesus. I'll be as quick as I can. I just want to start with this quote. Margaret Wheatley says this. Oh, Garth, you're gonna be my little Oh, I love it. I couldn't do both. I'm like, no, I need to focus on my notes and my bibble, and you can do your iPad. Be brave enough to start a conversation that matters. This has been my like my little motto at work and my motto when I'm walking around and you're seeing people that, you know. I feel, and you should feel too, that you need to start a conversation that's not just about everyday life, but a conversation that matters. That is introducing Jesus into that conversation one way or the other. And um, Garth and I were at a wedding two weeks ago. He had the privilege of marrying um, his best friend and his beautiful wife. And I didn't know anyone. So (laughs) I was at this wedding, over 100 people, and I'm standing at the back, and I'm practicing my confident um, skills at the moment. So, you know, I'm reading a book at the moment, and one of the things is to stand in a crowd and don't look at your phone. So I'm like, great, what a perfect place to start this. So I'm standing there with my little dress on, my high heels on, smiling, looking around. And for about half an hour, it was, I was going my gosh <laughs> i 'm just looking around and seeing people smiling, and, and but all I could see past was this hurt and Now I know what Pastor Phil talks about you know when he walks around when he meets someone and he, all he can see is straight through the layers to a, a lost and dying soul that needs jesus and um, i don 't know if that 's because we 're moving to Africa and god 's doing my heart more and more about evangelism, but when I was looking around, I just saw opportunity after opportunity so um, Garth was, you know, doing his whole thing up the front there and I'm looking around. And I just started to pray and I started, you know, to ask Jesus. I said, God, this is, you know, I'm not a brave person. or not someone that can step out and um, start to speak to people about your name. But if this is the opportunity, if you want me to learn something, then let me do it. So there was a, a man who was about 50 and he was standing by himself too. And I thought, you know what, opportune moment, let's do it. So I walked up to him and I I started talking to him and um, I just oh, how are you going and, you know, what do you do? So this guy is the sound engineer for ABC Radio, so he's the head honcho. So I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. So we started talking about his job and I was like, that's amazing, that's incredible, I love what you do, that's awesome, talk me through it, what do you have to do? And um, straight away the conversation flowed. But then I said, oh, are you here with someone today? And that awkward moment when he says, no, just me, my partner passed away two years ago. Shivers. <laughs> so I was oh, that's, yeah, it's no good. I'm so sorry to hear. And he didn't really delve into anything else. We kind of just, you know, changed the subject and kept talking. And eventually, um, you know, I'm trying to practice these five L's in my life. And eventually I got to the stage where he was completely opening up his life and saying you know he asked me he said because we've got on the whole talk about Africa and everything he said you know if you I asked him I said if you die tomorrow will you be fulfilled do you feel like you fulfilled life do you feel like you've succeeded something he said no he goes I have all the money in the world I have all the power I want in my job I've climbed the ladders I still feel no affirmation I've, you know, I'm now a widow. I've got, I've got no hus- uh, no wife. I have a child who's twenty, and he's off the, you know, Richter scale. I'm no one. I'm nothing. And he said, "What about you?" <laughs> said, yes, yes, I would be. Oh, why is that? Bang. Now, I didn't get this man saved, but I sowed the seed. And we've got his contact details, right? So we're still going to work on him. So I don't have the victory quite yet, but the seeds were sown. Now, let me give you the five Ls. You've got your pen, your paper, your mobile ready? Number one is love. Now, these are simple because I want you to remember them, like I do when I speak to someone. Love provides many platforms and opportunities for evangelism. You know, when you're talking to someone and straight away you're just like, oh, I like this person. They're positive. They're happy. They make me feel good. That's love. That's Jesus' love breaking through and providing that platform for us. So we have the greatest platform to start in a, a conversation with a non believer love. And I, um, this is my little image that I like to get. Everyone's got little things that they like to do when they're speaking to people. But when I see someone, I like to see them as an onion. And I can see them as a person that has all these layers. And so many people see the first layer and they're like, ooh, not a nice person. Or, ooh, that's going to be a tough one. I might just leave that one to later. Ooh, they're very damaged. I'll just, you know, step away from that one. Or, or no, not today. I like to see them as an onion and I like to peel layer by layer and I find that even um, this first layer really helps. So having a genuine interest in the person I'm talking to, actually being interested in that person. People know, especially Australians, people know when you're faking it. People know when you're being barbie. People know when you're just, you know, doing what you do every Sunday and smiling and waving. How's your week? Great. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Hope I don't see you till next Sunday. People, (laughs) it is true that we, we, we find that we are we're not giving them a chance, we're, we're looking around, we're, you know, oh, how are you going, there's, there's no real connection there. People know, so have a genuine interest in the person you are talking to. Number two is encouragement. Who is insecure in this place? Who knows that when someone gives them a compliment or when someone speaks in their life straight away, all insecurities are gone and your encouragement will not forever, but just for that moment, you feel encouraged try it. Talk to the person. So like this guy who works at ABC, I was like, that's amazing. It's incredible. Tell me what you do. Talk to me about it. He just came alive. Encourage them and it will cover their insecurities in that moment, especially when they're feeling out of place. You know, you might even not be talking about Jesus, but everyone that meets someone for the first place is always going to be very insecure, very shy, very timid. You don't show your full personality when you introduce yourself. And number three, is an opportunity to create a relationship. So this is what love does. It's providing a platform. It's providing you uh, an actual stepping ground to build on a relationship with someone. And I want to ask you this today. Have you ever been challenged by someone you have no relationship or respect for? Have you given up on someone? Have you given up on a friend? Have you given up on a family member because you just say, they're too much of a challenge? I could never see... I can never see them getting saved. They are so far from God. And that's how I used to think. I used to think, oh, that'll take me ages. They're so, you know, I've had people at work, complete atheists, who have drilled me in the staff room. You know, tell me this, tell me that. You know, answer my question about this. And you do, you feel a little bit like, oh, a little bit scared and a little bit, oh, what do I do? But at the same time, I'm feeling challenged. You know, and it's good to feel challenged in those, in those situations. And also, how much should you listen to that person? And um, this is awesome. You need to engage someone before you can challenge them. It's so true. You need to show them your respect, your love, your acceptance and affirmation. And you need to show them, you know, that you're there for them, that you want to hear them out, which comes to my next point is listen. So love and the second one is Listen. Chris Murray says that listen to people from your heart as if your life depended on it and you'll find in turn that people will listen to you with all of theirs. I love that. I love that. Listen to people from your heart as if your life depended on it. It's their life depending on it. Yeah, you know, It's really important that we, um, we develop our skills in listening Australians don't do too well at listening. We do a lot of barking and not much listening. It's really important that when we, you know, are meeting someone for the first time or sitting down with someone that we've been trying to get saved, that we're listening. That we've got the, which comes my first point, the, the eye contact, the body language, the tone. You know, you're, you're there. You're in that moment with them. People know when you're looking around past them and not thinking about lunch or people know when you're not being genuine with them. So give them all that. I'm not talking about being fake. I'm talking about just being yourself. Number two, which I find really works, is remembering significant details. So if they're talking to you about, in their family or something that's coming up, an event or, you know, something that is really important to them, remember that go, oh, okay, just even if it's one thing, like a kid's name, you watch them come alive when you finish talking to them and say, all the best with so-and-so, or I hope you and your family and and -and so-and-so have an awesome week this week. You watch them go, oh, they're listening. They're actually listening. And number three there for listen is listening for opportunities. It's so important that we have our spiritual ears on all day long. Not just our eyes and seeing a lost and dying world, but actually listening to the Holy Spirit speaking to us and providing opportunity after opportunity to speak into someone's world. And I'm finding this more and more in my workplace. And I come from speaking from about experiences and what, have I, what I've experienced as a Christian in my workplace. And, um, you know, my, my boss, who's now on maternity leave, she was pregnant. And she came to work one day and we could just tell something was up. She was not right. She's usually happy and, you know, and, and upbeat and, and something was just not right. So, of course, as the Christian in the, um, the place, everyone comes up and says, I think so-and-so needs a little chat or a little hug or a little prayer or something. And I'm like, no worries. That's fine. So I walked into my, my boss's office and I said, hey, is everything all right? You just seem a little bit you know, not yourself today. And of course, the tears flow. She's bawling like a baby in my hands. I'm like, oh my goodness. All right, well, what's going on? And she said, we've just found out that um, she had her scan and they just found out that one of the kidneys um, is already failed in the womb. And what, what, you know, what do you say to that? And my only answer was this, I don't have anything else I can do or say except pray. Do you mind if I pray with you? And she said, I would love that. I would, I would love that. She goes, I will try anything. And we did, We, you know, I, I put my arm around her and I was just speaking softly in ear and praying over the baby and, you know, praying that baby will be healed and, and declaring, you know, just little simple little things, nothing that's freaking her out or anything, something that is just basic and simple and um, that, you know, that baby was born um, two months ago, perfectly healthy. You know, like these, and we've got our intercessors praying and everything. These are the experiences that sow the seed. And why? Because, you know, not I was bold. I had to step out and go, it's, I'm in a workplace. Religion is banned from this place. But I'm going to do it anyway. You know, silently, quietly. You know, hugging on God, I just lift up my best friend Emma to you, God, I just pray you know, lifting her up. And um it it works. It really does work. And my next one is lift. It is so hard to be positive every day, isn't it? To wake up, you've got screaming children, you've got nappy poos, you've got um, family that's just bonkers, you know, you, you've got to get the kids to school, oh, you've got to wake up at five o'clock, you've got to on a train to go to Sydney to go to university. It's so hard to stay positive in this world, it really is. And um, I, I find that I'm challenged every day at work, Alex would know, with 25 girls in one workplace and one boy, Alex. <laughs> Say, poor Alex. <laughs> and it becomes a challenge because you know what girls like to do? They like to stab. They like to, they like to talk. They like to gossip. They like to put other people down because they're of their own insecurities. Girls are very, very weak in that area when it comes to showing their insecurity. And I found it challenging. And I, you know, the first year I worked there, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 she, yeah, she's not very nice, is she? And, you know, I started to, to actually conform to what they, their negativity. And I got to the point where I was waking up in the morning going to work and actually not wanting to go to work because I was like, oh, another day of just blabbering. And who knows, That's just it weighs you down. And people who are negative and people who have no way out, no, they cannot, they're just in this little bubble and they cannot see out. So I made a decision that I was going to be positive, Jamie, at work, and you know it was—it's was a challenge, and it still is. But you know, I still, to this day, don't talk bad about anyone. If I've got a problem, I go straight to the person. You know, I'm—I'm I'm I've got ideas. I've got motivation. I'm inspired. And I'm not like, oh, you know, Jesus gave me this life. Jesus gave me this positivity. No, I'm just showing exactly the way Jesus would want me to be in that situation. And that's being realistic, but it's being positive too. So in your workplace, at uni, wherever you are, be positive. In your family, what's your family change if you wake up in the morning and go have a quote on the fridge. Right, let's say this quote together, husband and wife. Let's pray together. Let's wake up with Jesus. Let's wake up and say, you know what, this day is going to be amazing. And the one thing that I found growing up in my family, every morning we wake up with... Um, Christian music and mum and dad praying, and dad on the, on the veranda, the la 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 la, on the veranda as loud as he can go. And I'm like, oh, how embarrassment. And he's walking up down the veranda, and mum's singing, making the Vegemite sandwiches in the kitchen. But I went to school being positive. I went to school being clothed in his spirit because of my parents and the environment that, I, that they created. So be positive, lift them up. Number one there, oh, let's read 1 Corinthians 9.22. It says this, When I am with those who are weak, I share their weaknesses, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can do to save some. How awesome is that? And that comes to my first point. Be real. Be weak with them. Say, I know. I know, like, I know how that feels. Be real with them. Don't be a Bible basher. Don't be someone who goes, oh, you poor, poor sinner. Worries you. Go to a Catholic priest. Confess your sins, you poor, poor son. Be real with them. You know what the best part is? That your personality is perfect for evangelism. All you need to do is be yourself. Be real. Be who God created you to be. You don't have to know five, ten scriptures off the top of your head. Show them the love of Christ. Look into their eyes. Peel back the onion layers and see there is a lost and dying soul in there needing a saviour. And that you are the reason. And that you are the person that can bring that. Number two, simple. When you're talking to someone about Jesus, you need to make it Simple you need to make it feel like it is easy for them to reach Jesus. That a relationship with Jesus is something that is amazing, that it's positive, that it's good every single day, but it's also easy for them to reach. So if you're talking about speaking in tongues or falling down the altar, you know, trying to get someone saved, it's not going to happen. Not in Australia anyway. But if you talk to them and say, you know, I know I know, it's it's hard to... You know, it's hard to live in this world, but hey, I know that every day, you know, Jesus has shown me that I can wake up and be positive. Jesus has shown me that I don't have to preach that I can do, and that's enough to be a witness for Him. And that comes to my third point, is to share. Share personal experiences about what God has done for you. People love stories. People are driven to stories. We are creative beings. We love, love stories. So if you're standing with a person who, you know you know, that you, it's a little bit stiff and everything, tell them a story about what God has done for you. Be realistic, be simple, be someone that they can go, I too can have that in my life. It sounds sounds easy and I want that. Which comes to my last point is lead. Now, this is something that is hard because, you know, in this time and day, we kind of have this quick conversation and then we go without even getting their contact details or we forget their name or... So, lead. We need to lead, which my first point is lead with a follow-up. It's your job to lead with a follow-up. Connection is a must for a winning soul. You've got to ask them, how can I connect with you? Do you want to go out for lunch next Saturday? Get their number. Are you on Facebook? You must have that connection there and then. Don't let them walk away. If you didn't get them saved... Just think, I've just planted that seed, and you can keep watering that seed. It's up to you. Take it the responsibility and say, okay, this is, my, this is what Jesus has commissioned me to do. And lead with an invite. I find it best, this is just my little point, if you say to people, hey, come to church on Sunday morning. Check it out. Just check it out. You know, don't judge it till you. Try it. And then we can go for lunch after. Works a treat. Oh, awesome! So, I'm coming to church, but then I get lunch after, and I get to chat and hang out with you too. People love relationships, especially Australians. They thrive off relationship. People know when you're fake. So, if you say come to church and you talk to them once and they walk out the door, it's not going to last. The seed might have been planted, but it's not going to last. The seed will die. It's your responsibility to follow up with that invite. You know, looking at my workplace. Only two out of the 19 that have been to church have been saved. But I know that if I die tomorrow, I've planted those seeds. That I've planted those 19 seeds. And that is something that I wake up every day and I go, you know what, God? I want to be bold for you this morning. I want to be courageous. In my workplace, in my home, you know, at family dinners, I want to be Courageous. I'm not talking about bringing the fire down and speaking in tongues and someone being healed instantly. I'm talking about a relationship with a person, getting them to that point of them getting saved. Hang out with non-saved people. Make it, Garth and I do it now. We make it like one of our things, one of our areas we want to improve on is hanging out with unsaved people. We invited them to our family camping trip and two of my good friends came to our family holiday and hung out with our family You know, and we weren't religious and we didn't Bible bash them. We just hung out with them. Show them that you can be a fun person. Show them you can be positive. It's good. So church, I want to challenge you. Think of those five L's. Don't let someone walk past. Don't let someone go. Every soul must be saved. Every soul needs to be saved. And as a church... This year, we need to take a stand again and say we're not looking inward anymore. We're looking outward and seeing the people. We're looking up. We're looking ahead and seeing a world that is dying, a world that needs Jesus more than ever. You hear it every week from this pauper. You hear people's passion about getting this lost saved. You hear people's you know, experiences and stories. You hear the teachings. So I want you to make a commitment today with me that when you walk out this door you're not just going to see when you're sitting down for lunch when you're going to the shops look for opportunity moments you'll be surprised as soon as you say that big yes to God that big yes of saying yes God I want to be a vessel God I want to be your tool God I want to go out there and I just want to be me and showing them Jesus You watch the opportunities that come to you. You watch. So why don't we stand up, church? we will just put that last little slide up. Your life has a purpose. Your story is important. Your dreams count. Your voice matters. You were born to make an impact. Church, we need to grab hold of this this morning. We need to say that we will make a stand, that we will stand again. I want to challenge you. Go out and meet someone. Go chase that unsaved friend. Go chase that that family member that needs some positivity in their world, that needs a short prayer, that needs the basics of Jesus again. Go out and find them. Don't let it take... Don't let it get to Sunday again, where you've just got stuck in routine, where you've just lived your life every day exactly the same. Our time is short on this earth. The world is getting to a place where they need answers, and we are the ones to bring that answer, amen? So why don't you close your eyes and lift your hands if you want to respond to that message this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we want to thank you for every word that was received this morning. God, we thank you for the victory that we take hold of this morning. We thank you, Father God, that it is not out of reach anymore, that our victory is in our hands. And as we look up, God, Father God, I pray that you help us to see out and to see the people that are dying. To see the people who are lost without you. Help us to see Jesus. When we're walking through the shops, God, when we're at uni, when we're at work, God, help us to see the people who need you, God. And right now, I pray for boldness to come upon us, the boldness of Jesus Christ, the name above all names, the name that is written on our hearts. I pray it will be awakened again. I pray that name will be bold on our hearts, that we won't be able to shake in it anymore, God. I thank you, Father God, that every morning we'll wake up and make a decision that we will serve you, that we will follow you, God, that we will reach the lost God. That these walls, Father God, right now I see these walls coming down. I see every four walls right now crumbling and our our church looking out to the community that needs you. Why don't you see that right now? Why don't you see these four walls crumbling down? All religious duties are gone. And we come alive again in you, God. We say, Lord, that we want to serve you, Lord, that we want to we want to reach them, Father God, that we see the community that is hurt, that is lost, Father. Use us, Jesus. Use us, Jesus. Help us to see the opportunity every day. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, won't you see yourself, your head lifting from the ground, your head rising, rising to Jesus again, giving him everything. Victory is in your hands. Open your arms, open your hands and give it all to him this morning. See the world around you. See the world around you. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. Right now, I'll just pray that. You know, won't you lift your hands and say this? God, stir my heart again for the unsaved. God, stir my heart, Lord, to, to be an evangelist, Father God, to know that I am perfect to evangelize, God, to know that my personality, God, is perfect for evangelism, God. God, why don't, why don't you come and show me, Father God, how to do this, God? Teach me, Lord, your ways just like Jesus did walking around the earth, God. You've already shown us. plan it in our hearts. Plan it in our hearts. God, I just thank you that right now we'll take the victory for salvation salvation in this community God in Tugra, and Marty all around us God we declare as a church that we will stand and stand again that these walls are crumbling down in Jesus name that we will see the souls that are lost God we will see the families that are lost and need you God God open our eyes open our eyes to see open our ears to hear God thank you Lord thank you Jesus Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, if that's you, if you know that this week you're going to make a decision with me. And it's not about getting numbers in church. It's not about filling the seats. It's about you opening your mouth and giving them the best answer that you can give is that Jesus loves you and He wants the best life for you. He wants the best life for you. We're not weak. We're not shy. We are courageous in Him. We are bold in Him. We have the greatest name to offer them. So why don't you see their faces right now? Everyone knows an unsaved person pray right now thank you god i pray that this week will be an opportunity moment to speak into their world we thank you father god come on lift your voices we thank you god that you'll help me to see their heart father god past the layers lord Past the layers of denial past the layers of insecurity father god you help me to see, God, that you will show me how to reach them, Father. Even if it's just a seed this week, God, I thank you for that seed, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that's a step towards you. That's a step closer towards you, Father God. Help me to be courageous. Help me to be bold in your name. Listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tagra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.